0: Well, hello there. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Livestream Sunday School uh, for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church and all who are interested. <laughs> uh, my name is Melvin Gaines. Uh, today is uh, Sunday, September the 19th, 2021. We're going to go ahead and get started with the musical selection, the praise selection for this morning. Bishop Clarence E. McClendon and the Harvest Fire Mega Mass Choir and if you're not awake yet, grab your cup of coffee, but this music will help to wake you up too. I came to magnify the Lord. Uh, that's the name of the song, and here it comes right now. Hey, Arlen, <laughs> good morning. together bless together Amen. Good morning, everyone. Arlen and Angie, good morning. Lorinda, good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Let's see if everybody jumps on like they did last week. Last week everybody was like on it. 9:31. <laughs> Ann and Larry, good morning. Nice to see you, Clarissa. Time for Sunday school. I got my coffee, too. Joanna our presence good morning wake up time to go i'm gonna give him the face myself. say ain't no way i'll never sing for me he's <laughs> always saying i'm up now People are still waking up this morning. Hey, Bev, good morning. Somebody shout. Somebody scream. Like they've been for the past two minutes. <laughs> Somebody scream. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was uh, Bishop Clarence E. McClendon and the Harvest Fire Mega Mass Choir with uh, I Came to Magnify the Lord. And if that song doesn't get you up in the morning, then you're check your pulse. Uh, <laughs> something's not right. Um, hey, Jackie, Good morning. <laughs> As we laugh our way through praise time, Amen. It was good. That's a great song, everybody. I'm not, I'm not anyway making fun of it at all. I, it's a great song. It's a, it definitely does get you up, and it should get you up because I think that's very important. I just, uh, I'm going to share this with you. Never doubt the power of God, and never doubt your power in prayer. Uh, the two most important things that you could ever have uh, as, as your arsenal in dealing with. Situations and circumstances. Good morning. Good morning, Jackie. Most powerful things you have. Powerful. We have a serve. We serve a wonderful, powerful God, and a merciful, gracious God. And we have the amazing power of prayer. And that prayer has been used over and over again this week. It's been a really weird week. It's been a trying week. Um, but I want you to. I just want to share with you that. Uh, uh, just so we we just got word too that uh, Mariah had a baby boy last night. Six pounds, 19-inch length, uh, healthy mom and baby are doing fine. And wanted to let you know about that because uh, that was uh, a little bit early. Uh, the baby came a little bit early, but uh, that's okay. The baby's fine. Mariah's fine. And, and we're, Liz is tired. And Liz is tired. <laughs> so if we see Liz this morning on online, that'll be amazing. But uh, Laura, good morning. Um and I, and I appreciate uh, the praise team coming up with music that just helps to inspire us and remind us how important it is for us to praise the Lord, that we have all that we have because of what the Lord has done for us. Okay, I wanted to get that out and also roll into the other announcements today. It's going to be a busy day uh, for me, but it's going to be a busy day nonetheless. Uh, first of all, Uh, After Sunday school school is over with, there will be a message online available for those who are not coming to Akron Alliance Fellowship. It is the truth about giving. That's the message that is pre-recorded and it will be available immediately after Sunday school on the timeline here on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. Spoiler alert, it's not all about money. And the spoiler alert is it's not all about money. (laughs) Oh, they found your cousin. Okay. Well, I know under the circumstances, uh, it's, not a, it's not a happy thing, but we will, we're going to pray right now about that, uh, Jackie. That's a great idea. Um, let's do that right now. Um, and Lisa, good morning. Thanks for being here. Father, we just thank you for your sovereignty. We thank you for how you truly are over everything and all things. And we know that there has been a prayer that's going on right now for a while now about locating um, Jackie's cousin and finding him. And Lord, we are thankful that that will provide closure and provide an opportunity for the family now to move forward in the best way they can. But Lord, you have to be the one that provides and and gives peace over that entire situation. I do thank you for the answers to prayer. You have answered many prayers over the past few days uh, involving our church and our church family. Um, Lord, we just give you a praise for who you are And, Lord, help us to be reminded as we look to how you answer prayer and how you respond to our prayers and how you listen to us, to our prayers and petitions and our appeals. Lord, help us to be mindful to look to you in all things, remain obedient to your word, and focus on doing what's necessary to give you the honor and the glory for all that is happening. Lord, we just thank you. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, um, Cindy. Good morning. I I, I appreciate you sharing that. That that that's just a testimony though to how God has answered prayer all week long. Just the prayers of the people praying for Mariah overnight, uh, praying for uh, Pearl's mom uh, to get be, be found safely, and they found her uh, within the morning. Um, anytime, Jackie. That's what we're here for. That's what this that's what this whole thing is all about. We are we want to honor the lord jesus christ we want to give him honor and glory and praise and i appreciate everybody taking the time to pray with us right now and we just thank you for your prayers we covet your prayers Uh, the lord certainly listens and hears those prayers he hears the prayers of the righteous all the more reason for us to remain righteous in him by making sure that we're refusing to sin turning away from sin uh, staying in fellowship with him staying in focus with him allowing us to hear him speak to us when it's necessary. And, um, yes, many hugs indeed, Jackie. Um, I, I'm just going to trust that you, you guys can move forward now with the family. Um, we, um, Whether in life or death, amen, there are so many things that we can recognize here that God is indeed good. He is going to take care of us as a, as a people. We have a place prepared for us. He has done uh, amazing things, and he will continue to do so. Okay. I wanted to finish the announcements here. Remember your tithes and offerings, everyone. Uh, we are going to be outdoors today at church. For those of you who are coming to church, it's going to be very comfortable outside. Uh, bring yeah. We have four things that you need to make sure that you're bringing for those who are interested. Make sure that you're bringing your, your dressing comfortably. Number one, dress comfortably. It's going to be nice outside. Uh, make sure that you're bringing your lawn chairs to sit outside so you can enjoy the weather. it. it Maybe sunny, it may be cloudy. We we, we get this, it's so up and down, we don't really know. So it might be good for you to have a sun hat or something like that if you're interested in sitting outside. Um, Make sure that you are taking your allergy meds. Um, I hear there's mold in the air. (laughs) I know, it's just ongoing. There's nothing, uh, there's always allergies to be concerned about. And, uh, and take your bug spray because we want to make sure that you are not getting bitten or anything like that. We, we do value being outside, though, because it does help us to be able to congregate as a church more. We don't have to worry about being inside. Um, and that's going to be an issue as we get further and further into the year. Um, I guess it gets colder outside, but let's enjoy the weather while we have it. Amen? So let's do that. And let's also, I think I covered everything there, too, with, as far as that's concerned. Uh, Tithes and offerings. Make sure that you, if you are interested in mailing your tithes or offerings, mail them to Akron Alliance Fellowship, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. That is where you mail them. If you want to bring them to church, you can put them in the drop box. It'll be on the side of the church building uh, sometime after um, uh, 1045 or so. It'll be over there. Church service will start at approximately 11 o'clock. For those of you who are online, Wait for me because I got to come down there (laughs) because I'm giving the message today. So uh, save a space for me uh, so I can get down there. But we just thank you again for being here this morning. Um, Like I said, so much to pray for. So much has been going on. been kind of a really weird week, but it kind of helps you regain your balance. Uh, Ronnie, if you want to wear a mask, you can. Uh, Masks are... Uh, we're outside and when we come in close company with people that's when it's necessary to have a mask if you'd like to if you're comfortable with that. We are not requiring it. We are saying that it is something that you can wear based upon your own volition uh, but that's uh, and, and many people will be wearing them, I'm sure so um, but that's uh, essentially where we are and thanks good morning too by the way. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and get to the lesson and get that started because we have a time where we want to try to cover, the end of uh, Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, chapter seven. You're going to find that a lot of what we're going to be discussing here too is uh, very similar to what Pastor Gus was referring to in his uh, sermons, uh, sets of sermons about the new covenant, because he was covering a lot of material in Hebrews um, and even in Hebrews chapter seven, for that matter. But uh, that that's just a timing thing that just kind of worked out that way. We we uh, sometimes I think Pastor Gus. Uh, and I feed off of each other. I, I, it's just one of those things where we just seem to uh, praise the Lord. We compliment each other's uh, communication. And I think that's very, very important to understand, too. Uh, this was something that was planned. Uh, we were going to do Hebrews, and we're just going through it now. And there's a reminder, and there, there's a message here about why it's important for us to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Focus on who he is, uh, his teaching, his teaching. Um, how he indeed is involved in every single aspect of our lives. And there's no question about that because we have seen evidence of that and proof of that over the last few days alone, uh, just from the answers to prayer and how he hears our prayers, he knows our hearts, he knows what is important to us, and he also shares what's important for him, and that's for us to make sure that we are looking to him and being obedient to his will. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and pray and get started and move into the text today, Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through 28. And uh, we just uh, welcome you here. And of course, if for whatever reason you have to cut out early, you have to leave to get ready for church, you can always go back and look at Sunday School online. Uh, it'll be available in its entirety uh, in the timeline for Alliance Fellowship Church. We want to always make sure that we're available for you if you have any concerns or issues as well, too, so please reach out to us if you do. With that in mind, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer, and we will get started. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to truly seek after you and hear you speak to us. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for how your word is indeed who you are. You are the living word, and we thank you for that teaching that you give to us every Sunday and every day. Lord, bless us and keep us now as we try to just settle down and hear you speak to us, quiet our souls, quiet our hearts, allow you to speak to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. We give you praise and thanks for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, everyone, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 7. We're going to look at verses 15 through 28. And we're going to move through these uh, not too quickly, just enough so that we can kind of emphasize the point, and we're kind of picking up from where we left off last week in in verses 1 through 14 of Hebrews 7, where we had all the conversation in the world uh, about uh, Melchizedek, that priest, <laughs> the priest Melchizedek. There was a communication, and again, consider the audience. The audience are the Hebrew Christians. They have been brought up in the law, and we're going to spend a lot of time in that, in that conversation about the law uh, today when we look at how we are looking at how the law means less and less and how Jesus means more and more. It doesn't minimize the law. It doesn't eliminate it. We find out that Jesus Christ is indeed the fulfillment of the law because that law has not been erased. It's always there for us to re- refer to and remember, but ultimately, because we have a new covenant, and this is what... Uh, pastor gus was speaking of uh, when we were looking at uh, the new covenant series that he was speech- preaching about is that the law is now secondary it is no longer the defining factor it is jesus who is the priest the high priest and this section is going to refer to how jesus was like is like melchizedek which is what we also mentioned last week but let's go ahead and read the passage uh, verse 15 starting at hebrews 7 verse 15 we're going to go down through verse 28 New Living Translation. Verse 15, this change has been made very clear since a different priest who is like Melchizedek has appeared. Verse 16, Jesus became a priest, not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging to the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. And the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, I'm just going to pause there for a moment. That was from Psalm 110.4. That's one of David's psalms, and that's something that David supposedly penned, and and this was prophecy. That's something we need to recognize here that when was taking place, when we look at who Melchizedek was, Melchizedek came about, that priest was well-known back then, uh, but it's also referring to Jesus Christ. That's the forecoming, uh, the, the prior to Jesus Christ emerging as well, too. And he is a priest forever. All right, let's pick up at verse 18. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. We'll elaborate on that in a moment. Verse 19, for the law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. Verse 21, but there was an oath regarding Jesus, for God said to him, The Lord has taken an oath and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever. Verse 22, because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. There were many priests under the old system, for death prevented them from remaining in office. Verse 24, but because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Verse 26. He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first, and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all, when he offered himself as a sacrifice for the people's sins. Amen. Verse 28, the law appointed high priests, who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath, and his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. Amen. All right, that's Hebrews chapter 7, verses 15 through 28. We just um, praise the Lord for his very presence in our lives. And I'm just recounting, of course, the prayers we've had all week long and speaking about God's goodness and how he answers prayer. And, you know, the interesting thing, too, about how God answers prayer, you know, we we know that he answers in many different ways. But he also answers prayers um, that are very specific. And he has done so even this week. And, And I'm just very thankful to see that and see the good outcome from all of that. Okay. Let's get to the lesson. Back to verse 15, Hebrews chapter 7. So we kind of know that we, we've covered this before, and I'm just I think it's good to refresh a little bit that first of all, when we go back to verse 15 and we, we read the first part about how Jesus became a priest, outside, he came from the tribe of Judah by the way, which is outside of the tribe of Levi. We've mentioned that last week and we recognize that it's a different priesthood altogether and understanding that the people who were the priests that came out of the tribe of Levi they're all human beings they all were uh, subject to sin as well too they had to make sacrifices like we mentioned here at the end of the text uh, just like the people would have had to make sacrifices in order to atone for their sin before they could go to approach God and atone for the sin of the people and we recognize and point out that this is a totally different priesthood we're talking about a priest that does not have that physical requirement does not need to do those things and that's who Jesus Christ is. And that's who Jesus Christ is indeed like Melchizedek because that's the same type of priest that Melchizedek was. He had no beginning or end. That's what we read about in scripture. And so let's drop down. We'll read again verse 15 down through verse 17. This change has been made very clear since a different priest who was like Melchizedek has appeared. Verse 16, Jesus became a priest not by meeting the physical requirement of belonging To the tribe of Levi, but by the power of a life that cannot be destroyed. Can you see the importance of that? A life that cannot be destroyed. An eternal life. A life that goes on forever. The life that pre-existed us. The life that exists beyond, will exist beyond us as far as our human bodies are concerned. But we have eternal life because we all have been created as eternal beings. We were created by God and we were created as eternal beings. And that's a big praise. A life that cannot be destroyed. And when Jesus says that no one can snatch you out of his hand ever, he means forever. Uh, That's what he's referring to when it comes to your salvation, when it comes to eternal life, when it comes to your very existence. You have a permanent existence. And that's worthy of praise because, remember, God is the one who had to create you. He had chosen you, selected you to be created and chosen, and he chose you to live forever. And that's a, just a wonderful, blessed thing because you recognize Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We won't get into the dwelling into the other side of that because you were created as, a, as a forever, but you also know there's a place that you can go that does not have anything to do with uh, having fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ So if you deny uh, acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So we won't dwell on that, but we recognize that there is a permanence involved with that as well, too. Verse 17, and the psalmist pointed this out when he prophesied, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Now, let's look at verse 18. Yes, the old requirement about the priesthood was set aside because it was weak and useless. For the law never made anything perfect. But now we have confidence in a better hope through which we draw near to God. Now, we need to look at this very closely. The new covenant is important because the law was not intended to save people or to make them perfect. You have to understand something. There's nothing in the old law about salvation. There's nothing in the old law about making them perfect. The law did this. It pointed out sin. It pointed out where we transgress from God and the need for us to appeal to God through sacrifices and offerings, whether it be by uh, offerings of doves, birds, whatever it was, whatever animals, whatever was being sacrificed, grain offerings, uh, those types of things. All of these things were being done to atone for sinful behavior. And it's pointed out in Scripture that indeed the law was not intended to save people but to point out sin. Take a look at Romans chapter 3, verse 20. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to that. Uh, and we'll come back to, uh, of course, Hebrews chapter 7. But go to Romans 3. Verse twenty. And I'm going to show you three different verses here that's going to point to how the law pointed to our sinful behavior and the need for Christ to rectify all of that and be the answer for all of that, be the solution for all of that. Romans three twenty This is also from the New Living Translation. Uh, Romans three twenty for no one can ever be made right by God be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. It says it in very plain language, and that's what we need to look at here, very plain and simple. Um, flip over to Romans 5.20. Romans 5.20. It's going to say pretty much the same thing, but now it's going to lead into no, about what God has done for us because of what the law has pointed out as far as our sin is concerned Romans 5:20. it says God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were but as people sinned more and more God's wonderful grace became more abundant and boy did we need that grace we needed the grace and that's what it says it in verse 21 the same thing so just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death now God's wonderful grace rules instead, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. There it is. There's where we have to, that's where we have to make that separation between what the law did and what Jesus Christ does for us. And understand the audience here, the Hebrew Christians had to see and understand that. They had to transition from the old way they were taught and transition now to this high priest, the priest who lives forever. Who is like Melchizedek? And they know who Melchizedek was because they read about who Melchizedek was in Genesis. Well, not they didn't read Genesis, but you know what I mean. They read in the Old Law. We read it in Genesis. Um, and let's let's look at one more passage, Galatians chapter three, and uh, verses twenty-four and twenty-five. It was a part of the original Pentateuch, is what I, I was getting at. Uh, that's the way it was labeled for them. Galatians 3, verses 24 and 25. It points toward Christ. We've done this in our study before, but let's take a look at it. Um, Verse 24, Galatians 3. Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. So there was a purpose for the law, it was for our protection. If we wanted to have fellowship with the Lord, we needed to do what? Make it right with him. Make the sacrifices. Be obedient to his commands on what was necessary for the, us to be obedient to the, work, to, the, to the Lord. We had to do those very things. We had to uh, make sure that we were doing what was right. But the law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. And then verse 25, and now that the way of faith has come, we no longer need the law as our guardian. No longer need the law as our guardian. Who is our guardian? Well, Jesus Christ is our guardian. He is the one who looks after us. He is our high priest. He is the one we look to. So, salvation and salvation alone only comes through Jesus Christ. His sacrifice, his eternal sacrifice for us, brings forgiveness for our sins. Aren't you glad you don't have to go through this whole thing about going through a priest and, and, and giving offerings and, and, and having to make animal sacrifices or grain offerings and all that? It's no longer necessary. Jesus Christ was the one who died on the cross. That's how much he loves us. He died on the cross. That's how much he loves us. That's how much he, how much he cares for us. When I said we were being created as eternal beings, that's how much he loves you. That shows how much he loves you. He made it a point and personalizes. He made it a point to choose you to live forever. He chose you to live forever. He made that decision where you now have eternal life and you have specifically now eternal life because you trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. All the more reason, everybody. We talk about the power of prayer and how it's important for us to pray. For those people we do not know in our family, those people that we 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 know—I'm sorry—the people that we know in our family who do not know the Lord Jesus Christ. I have to slow my brain down again. As well as those people who you work with, the people that you 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 spend time with, maybe friends down the street, whatever. Pray for them that they experience the salvation of the Lord. Pray for them that the Holy Spirit will give them the desire to seek after you. Now. As times get tougher and tougher, and they're going to get tougher, everybody, they're not going to get easier. We, we're living in tough times right now, no question about it, and they're going to get tougher. And Scripture almost, pretty much promises that, that it's going to get tougher. So, but just because times get tougher doesn't mean that you get any more away from the Lord. You should be all over being prayerful for him, prayerful to him, and helping you through these situations that take place. Um, that's what we need to be doing right now. And so we need to pray and think outside of ourselves, be very giving people, be very helpful people, encouraging people, encouraging people with the words of Jesus Christ. When he says he's the way, the truth, and the life, no one comes through the Father but through him, John 14:6. that's where we need to be. We need to rest in that and keep saying these things and repeating these things because not everyone handles times like this very well. All the more for you to encourage them. I, I'm convicted that not all churches are even doing a very good job of this. Just a remnant of churches is doing a very good job of this, and that we're one of those churches. Amen. We are one of the churches that are just staying in the Word. We're not getting. We're not diving off into politics. We're not diving off into things that are basically secondary in nature to the nature of dealing with our personal relationships with Jesus Christ. That is where we must stay. We must be anchored in those areas. If we remain if we maintain and stay in those areas, we will not lose track. We will not be distracted. We will not be taken off of our game by someone else's foolishness. Please keep that in mind as we we share this because foolishness will get you off track if you focus on it. There's no need to let a fool be a fool. They're going to do what they do on their own. You don't they don't need your help. And they don't need anybody else's help. They, they will do it on their own. You keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and focus on him and what's true and help others along who need the help. Pray for them. Focus on the prayer aspect, please. So Jesus Christ took care of the sins of others by, and, and we need to make sure that we are doing everything we can because of the salvation we have, making sure that we are being diligent to help others, Uh, Giving to charitable causes that are all commendable. Seeking those things out. There's plenty of charitable causes out there. Uh, We've talked about this before. Um, Not at a whole lot of uh, length, but enough where you need to vet everybody that you're giving money to. Uh, Pray about those individuals and make sure that they are indeed giving, uh, getting money where it needs to go. But don't get uh, overburdened by that. Ultimately, what it comes down to is that God will take care of the rest of it. And... Basically, understand that just because we're doing good things, it doesn't have anything to do with our getting right with the Lord. Arguing being right with the Lord is because of his sacrifice for us. We are, we are considered his children because we have a fellowship with him. Let's go to verse 19, back to Hebrews 7:19. For the law never made anything perfect, but now we have confidence and a better hope through which we draw near to God. Well, how do we draw near to God? What should we be doing by drawing near to God? Drawing near to the Lord is something that we do because we do it with our our physical bodies, amen. We do it by making sure that we are spending time in fellowship with Him, whether we're and when I say in our physical bodies we have to have the mindset to do what? Stop ourselves long enough to do what? Read His Word. Pray to Him? if necessary even get on our knees to him get prostrate before him um do bible study um doing something like sunday school uh getting before uh getting in a church fellowship and hearing uh his worth uh, truth that way but we need to make sure that we're living the lord's word in a personal manner not as an idea not as a concept not because it's it makes you feel good, but we're, we, we need to do more about than feels. We need to do the real thing. We need to get into it. You can draw near to God through what? Prayer, worship, Bible meditation. You don't have to live like a monk. You know, some people retreat from society. Well, that's exactly not what we should be doing. We should be all into society. We should be out there. We should be speaking God's truth to other people because that is what we were called to do. We were called to do that in Matthew. We know that we're to go on into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, all the world is not in your just staying in your house. And I know this is very hard for some people to deal with and some people to understand but if you have if you have uh, constraints or restrictions where you have to stay in the home, again you stay in the home. but the overall concept is that you have to get out there and you have to speak the word or speak the truth. And as that as you are available to do that that's what you should be doing. That is what the word says. So I don't want to, um, I'm not going to contradict the word at all. We, we need to make sure that we are understanding that that is the truth that we have as believers in Jesus Christ. We must speak the truth. We must speak the word to others. We must do so in a, in a way of love and respect and honor of the Lord when we do so as well, too. Uh, we don't do so in a way of chastising anyone. We don't do so in a way of uh, condemning someone. We do so in a way where we're loving people in that manner. So that's exactly what we need to do and that's tough sometimes because sometimes we're not things are not going to go our way. Things are not going to go the way we would like them to go. But we must, we must still come back to being gracious as Jesus. Indeed teaches us how to be gracious to others as well too. Be respectful of others, be honor honor him by just going in that manner. That's we have to honor Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. And As much as our flesh wants to take us in another direction, Jesus reminds us we have to slow our roll (laughs) and just make sure that we're honoring Jesus Christ because ultimately he's the one we're glorifying. It's not our glory. It's nothing that we're doing. It's honoring him. If you want to make Christ attractive, be attractive for him as you speak to others. That's what you have to do. That's what we need to always keep in mind as we do these things. We need to make sure that we're worshiping him, praying. I'll repeat what I said earlier. Never doubt the power of God and never doubt the power of your prayer because these are two things that are very, very important right now as we live in these times, in these days and times. We know that something uh, there's a lot of truths out there that have become lies and lies have become truths. And that is something that we've seen in Scripture and it's something that we recognize today. We, we we see this today. It's very apparent. So we need to make sure that we are always bringing the real truth, the truth about Jesus Christ, before others and let the Holy Spirit take care of the rest. Let the You don't have to convince anybody. Just live in such a way where you're living for Jesus Christ and honoring Christ by your actions. Let the Spirit who brings people to him take care of the rest of it. That's what we have to do, as a people. Okay. Bible meditation may include verse memory, songs, quiet personal reading. I love songs sometimes. I'm humming songs at night to help you get to sleep. Songs of uh, uh, songs of faith. You know, hearing those songs are very, very important. Um, so use the Bible. The Bible is your word. The word. The Bible is Jesus' word. That's where your focus always needs to remain. If if He is the Living Word, that's where we need to stay. That's where we need to always be going back to. Verse 20. Moving along here. I'm trying to do so quickly. Verse 20. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath, but there was an oath regarding Jesus. For God said to Him, "The Lord has taken an oath and will not break His vow. You are a priest forever." And that, again, is coming from the Old Testament. Verse 22, because of this oath, Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. This covenant. Now, let's talk a little bit more about this covenant. It says in verse 23, back in Hebrews 7, there were many priests under the old system, for death prevented them from remaining in office. That's right. Uh, Just like a Supreme Court justice, they are appointed for life, uh, or for life or for the sake of their health, and then they can retire or choose to retire and step away from it. Uh, But they're appointed for life. Well, priests were the same way. Priests were appointed for life. And then they eventually did not remain in office because they died. So verse 24, but because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. A very logical statement, isn't it? It's a very logical statement. The priests used to be men, okay, who lived and then they died But now this high priest, Jesus Christ, the priest who is like Melchizedek, lives forever. His priesthood will remain forever as long as he is priest. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who came to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Amen and amen. Jesus' priesthood is permanent. We... It goes far beyond when we learn about Jesus being this teacher, this prophet, as he's referred to. Many people have referred to Jesus as a prophet, a great teacher, a great human being, all those things. Well, we know that he is much greater than that. Even the disciples had to learn how great Jesus was. And even then, they didn't have full understanding of who Jesus was until Jesus... Uh, allowed the Holy Spirit to speak to them after he he had died and was raised again and was standing before the disciples and allowed them to enter into full truth and knowledge through the power of the Spirit. So you see, it's the Spirit, he's the one who provides the knowledge, the wisdom, the energy for all of us to be able to do what we do. And that's something that's very important. A permanent priesthood, everyone's ultimate authority, Jesus is everyone's ultimate authority for a spiritual life, now, we have all kinds of people we, we get advice from, advisors, counselors. And sometimes we elevate them uh, to roles they maybe sure should shouldn't have. Uh, ultimately, the most important thing is those people who we counsel with, they need to be following Christ as well, too. They we need to be looking to him for guidance in all their decision-making. And it's okay to ask for advice. Don't, don't get me wrong. Asking for advice is always wonderful, but some people forget to do what? Pray about the advice. Pray about the wisdom that you're being given. Pray about what's being said to you. Does it make sense? Is God indeed going to be the one who is going to be providing for you in a situation like this? But these, this is wisdom that we need to make sure we're exercising. This is what we need to be looking to do. So uh, the important thing for us is, is to see that we, we sometimes look to political leaders, lawyers, physicians. There's all kinds of people we look to but we need to be looking to Jesus Christ as we make decisions. Um, Have you ever realized that when it comes to even major purchases, if you are truly trusting the Lord and waiting on Him, He gives you the wisdom that you need to make the best possible decision. When you are being patient, when you are waiting, when you are thinking things through, He gives you what you need. He gives you exactly what you need. Now you're going to have to interact with all different kinds of people and there's no reason why you shouldn't be looking things up and doing your own research, but God ultimately is the one who guides you if you are trusting in Him in making the best possible decision. And that's what we have to understand. The best possible. You don't just want good, you want the best. You want the best. And that's what God does for us. So, you know, we we have a pop culture world today where we pay attention to things that Ultimately, uh, are not helpful. We are in a TikTok generation, amen. Uh, If somebody uh, gets attention on social media, and and let me let me explain something else to you, not to divert from what we're talking about too much here, but social media only has a very small audience, but we can make it a much bigger thing than it really is, and we need to understand that not everybody's on social media. Um, But our culture today tries to wrap itself around what happens on social media as if it is the primary guideline for everything that's taking place. And it's like we need to go back and consider that what we see on social media sometimes isn't very good. And what we see on social media sometimes is not wholesome or healthy. So if we are wrapping ourselves up on social media, then we are now giving more credit... Than is due needs to be given to, to that medium, and less and less credit to the power of Christ in your life, and the power of proper decision making, and looking at Jesus Christ as our high priest. Jesus Christ is not on social media. Uh, let's start with that, Amen. He's not on social media. Uh, he doesn't need to be on social media. You have a direct line of communication with Jesus Christ by going directly to him in prayer, um, he, is, you, 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 he is not on social media. So we need to understand those very things. Um, and there are people who use Jesus, use social media to proclaim Jesus. That's great. Understand that. But make sure you focus on those people who are doing those very things. So let's let's indeed keep that in mind as we look at those things. Let's get back to the passage here. And we're going to be closing out pretty soon here, actually, too, because we're right at the end. My yep. uh, <laughs> wife says, yep, uh, that's right. So verse. let's go to verses 26 through 28, and that's going to finish us up. He is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin. Don't, don't miss that aspect of this as well, too. Jesus is unstained by sin. The priests in the Old Testament were sinful and they had to repent. They had to give sacrifices for themselves as well, too. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for the people's sins. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed his son with an oath and his son has been made the perfect high priest forever. Amen and amen. Now, understand something. There's a lot that's being attributed to Jesus Christ here as being our high priest so that it might appear that you have nothing to do. (laughs) Well, let Jesus take care of everything. He's the high priest. Well, that's not what's being taught here at all. We're giving... Credit where credit is due Where Jesus Christ is indeed the high priest But what do you need to do You have to do uh, nothing when it comes to your salvation True But we need to make sure that you Acknowledge Jesus Christ Follow Jesus Christ Remain obedient to his word You accept the gift of salvation By trusting Jesus in entirety Not just giving Jesus some of your life But all of your life Give him everything. Give him everything that you're involved in, everything that you're doing, your work. He should be a part of everything that you're involved in. And we, we see how God answers prayers, and sometimes he answers prayers on his own timeline, but he does answer them. He acknowledges our prayers. We need to be focused on that very thing about this high priest that we have. We go directly to him. We don't need an intermediary. We don't need to any, anybody to intervene for us. We don't need anybody to speak for us. We can speak for ourselves because we are his children. He has called us his children because we acknowledge who he is. Amen? And that's exactly where we need to be when it comes to our faith and trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our high priest because we have a new covenant. He is our new covenant. He is the fulfillment of the law. That is exactly where we need to be. And so when it comes to truth, it's God's truth. It's the truth of Jesus Christ that is over all other truths. And understand the word truths can be taken in such a way where it's true or it's not true. So Jesus Christ's truth must prevail and does prevail over all other existing truths out there. So I want to make sure that's understood very clearly. We can think something is true and it's totally wrong. And and so we need to understand that as well too. It's Jesus Christ, his truth is what's most important right here. So we have Jesus is like Melchizedek. And so that's the lesson to the Hebrew Christians here at the end of Hebrews chapter 7. This is a message that is being reiterated over and over again. For teaching purposes, everybody. Teaching purposes. This is what we need to understand here. They're being taught. And understand, they're coming from a place where they were taught that the law was everything. The law was everything. And they're being taught now, yes, the law had a purpose. It pointed out our sin. Jesus Christ is our remedy to that sin. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time that you've set aside for us to hear your truth. Hear the truth about following Jesus Christ and looking to him in all things. We thank you for what you're doing to, in our lives, in our, in, as you teach us, as you help us along day by day. And Lord, you know that some days have been very good and some days have been very crazy. And we have experienced those things ourselves, personally, very recently. But we recognize your goodness, Lord. In spite of the craziness, in spite of what's been going on, you are still Lord of our lives. And we want to always come back to you and look to you for guidance, for mercy, for endurance, for strength, for your compassion. Lord, thank you for knowing and understanding our hearts. You know that we are imperfect. But thank you for making us perfect, for dying on the cross for us, for making a sacrifice for us because you love us so much. Lord, help us to be mindful to pray for others who do not have a relationship with you. The power of prayer is very important right now in this time that we live in. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do. Thank you for giving us and granting us eternity because we believe in you and trust in you. Lord, may others that we know also have that same revelation as well, too, of your goodness. We give you the praise and thanks for all that you do and all that you continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks, everyone, for joining us today for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. Stay tuned on the Akron Alliance timeline for the message for today, uh, the truth about giving, and we hope that you enjoy that. If you're not coming to church today, and we will be giving a live version of that (laughs) uh, when I get to church, so save us a place for us. I appreciate that very much. God bless you all. Take care of yourselves, and we hope to see you again very soon, especially next Sunday. Uh, God bless you all. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next time.